This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. oh it is Mm -hmm. friday the 13th i'm not superstitious but i have to admit i'm a little stitious our engineer travis uh, took today off because it's his birthday and that's all i know Uh, i think he's a scared he's a scared yeah well today was supposed to be the jihad day too right it is not supposed so, to be. It, it, so, you know, it, it actually is a day that Hamas has called for a worldwide jihad. And uh, it doesn't mean anybody will necessarily participate, but just in case, it might be a, a fine day to work on your home's interior today. Keep in mind, just uh, I, I'm not saying anything is going to happen here in the United States. I'm not saying anything could happen here in the Treasure Valley. But just pay attention. I mean, because this is a worldwide jihad mm-hmm. that has been called not just for members of Hamas, for all Muslims. Salman Rushdie takes it seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all Muslims, and there are a lot of Muslims in this country. I'm not saying that they're going to do no. it. I'm not saying that they're bad people. So don't misinterpret my wording there. Certainly 99.99999 whatever percent won't participate. Doesn't take very many, does it? One. As, as we found out yeah. on 9-11. Yeah, there were, what, 19 guys? Yeah. So just just be aware that, I, I, who knows, I don't think that Hamas is calling for a worldwide jihad just because it was yeah. Friday the 13th. I don't think they, and I don't even know if no, you know, other parts of the world go, ooh, Friday the 13th, that's scary. It's six days since they attacked the Israelis. That's it. Yeah. The uh, war continues, uh, by the way. We'll talk a, a little bit more about that this morning. Uh, Israel is calling for uh, evacuation of one of the Gaza cities, and they're saying everybody who is here move to the other side of the country. Because we're going to level it? Basically, that's what they're saying. So uh, 24-hour warning wow. to leave northern Gaza and go to southern Gaza. That They're telling everybody there. Now... <laughs> Uh, the the part that sucks on this, you're you're not only telling the good people, the innocent people in Palestine, um, that you're going to be attacking, but you're also telling the terrorists, well, Hamas, yeah. that hey, you shouldn't be here either right. because we're going to be trying to kill you too. So take your hostages and move somewhere else yeah. because we're giving you plenty of time. But for those people, um, you know, the anti-Israel people who claim that they're committing just as bad horrors as Hamas has committed. Um, they're giving a warning to everybody to move out of the area that they're about about to just try and level. Uh, I, I, how much more fair can you be? Yeah, war is uh, not pretty. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, also, um, looks like the UAW strike is going to notch up a little bit, unfortunately. 
uh, UAW workers um, have announced that they will be having another 8,700 people go on strike. They've been doing this yeah, in, in like, small like in, increments. It isn't yeah, like they said all 150,000 people, like you all walk or, out of the job. Shifts or levels or whatever you call yeah. it. Yeah, that's how they've been doing it. So uh, they've just been increasing the level of the strike. This one um, for Ford will be the worst part of the strike. It's weird. It's like we're going to go on strike, but we don't want to devastate the industry. We just you know want to affect it enough to where we get what we want. Yeah. And when we don't get what we want, well, then we'll uh, ratchet it up a little and bit we'll, more. And gradually devastate the To see if that industry. works, right. yeah. yeah. Um, this one will be uh, particularly tough because this one will strike at Ford's biggest profit center. And that's the center that produces the F-series trucks. 150? F-150s, mm -hmm. F-250s, F-350s, uh, also the Cadillac Escalades. The Ford Expeditions. Um, this is this is the part of the company that makes the largest profit for Ford. And by going on strike, this new part of the strike, just to give you an idea, um, will cost Ford about one hundred and fifty million dollars a week. Wow. So I mean, um, I mean you know, part of the part to of, people like us, that's a large amount of money. Uh, I think that people like anybody is a large <laughs> amount of money. Um, a lot of what is going into this too uh, in the negotiations is that the three companies, Ford, the big three, Ford, GM, and uh, was it Solantis? Is that the, is that the name of the company? Um, don't want electric vehicle workers included in the negotiations of the strike. And, of course, UAW it's does. Stellantis Envy. Stellantis, there you go. Yeah. Um, and uh, the UAW does. And all the big three are saying, um, we can't compete with all the electric vehicle companies because they are not union shops. And if we're trying to compete with them, um, we, we can't do it having to pay, you know, 20, 30% more to our workers to build electric vehicles than people like Tesla. I mean, Tesla yeah. right now has, we're just not going to be able to get market share. Tesla right now has about 57% of the market share for electric vehicles in the United States. Um, I think it's uh, Ford is next with about 17%. Wow. So it's, I mean, they're way behind. And they said, you know, if they want to make electric vehicles profitable for the company, then they have to be competitive with the companies that are making electric vehicles. And if they do that, they, you know, get the raises. Oh, yeah. and, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, then, they, then they're not going to be able to do that. Currently, right now, um, Tesla workers earn about $20 an hour less than Ford, GM, and Stellantis. So that's a big, that's a, that's, I mean, $20 an hour less per worker. That's a big advantage for Tesla. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing we're going to talk about is what's going on in uh, House of Representatives with the uh, Speaker. <laughs> um, basically, they get a start over from scratch again today. I think they should uh, put everybody in the uh, House of Representatives uh, up for uh, election and then just one at a time go around and say, okay, do you want to drop out? Okay, do you want to drop out? And then 
I heard... Until uh, they get to the very end. One congressman yesterday, I thought this was a great idea. He goes, I think we should have a reverse lottery. And the person uh, who gets drawn loses and has to be the Speaker <laughs> of the House. <laughs> I like I that. I like, that's not a bad idea. Quite an honor you're not getting. Uh, so this is what happened uh, late yesterday, just to get you updated. Mm-hmm. Um, they still haven't had a vote in the House. And quite frankly, this was the type of leadership I said yesterday that I was hoping that we would see from Jim Jordan, but instead we saw that type of leadership come from Steve Scalise yesterday. Um, He dropped out of the race, even though he was chosen by Republicans in their private committee hearing. He was leading to be the Republican person to be put up for a vote to the Mm -hmm. full House. So he was the one that Republicans chose in a vote, but... um, Basically, he says, look, we have business to do, and we're yeah. wasting time. And he, he said the same things that you and I have been saying all week. It's like we're a month away from uh, the government shutting down again. They can't do anything. They can't appropriate money for the fight uh, in Israel that's going on, the war, it's, it, until the speaker is found. Um, Scalise dropped out yesterday saying this is what needs to be done. We have a lot of work. Here's the problem. Now you have people saying that there's no way they're going to vote for Jim Jordan even though he's the only candidate left standing. Well, and so, he sort of did drop out when he endorsed Scalise. But I guess since Scalise uh, has now dropped out, that maybe Jordan's back? Well, I, I mean, he he didn't drop out. He just said that he would give the speech to, what was, what's it called when he... Uh, nominate? Get, nominate, yeah, the nomination speech. Yeah. Um, you know, if he wanted to take that a full step further, he said he would. Like I said yesterday, he would have said, "Hey, look, we need to move on. I'm dropping out of the race, and I encourage all the people who have said that you won't vote for Scalise and will instead vote for me. Yeah. Please take your vote and vote for Scalise, so we can move on." Um, that didn't happen. We got that from Scalise. Plus, I mean, plus a lot of the people he's talking to don't like to be told what. To do. <laughs> <laughs> even it's even if it's for the good of everybody else. Uh, so I, I don't know where this goes. I, I think I'm feeling a little bit better. Uh, on yours and my uh, bet, side bet on how long this is going to last. I, I say into next week. You thought it would be done by Sunday. Mm, um, yeah. I, I guess we'll see this. I, I basically, now they have to figure out, is it going to be Jim Jordan, or will they go back and, and go with somebody else? I should go Kevin with, McCarthy's looking better and better yeah. all the time, isn't I sh- he? I should go with I didn't say Sunday which week. <laughs> Let's get a check on sports underway this morning uh, with your first check, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Great way to start off your weekend, your Friday the 13th. You get very lucky by stopping there. They open up at 7 a.m. for breakfast. Get in and find out why everybody is raving about Pork Belly and Cuna. The Boise State football team travels today to Fort Collins, Colorado. Saturday night, they will play Colorado State. Kickoff is scheduled for 745 p.m. The Broncos are seven and a half point favorites. Boise State is three and three coming off a 35-27 home victory over San Jose State. The Rams are two and three. Last weekend they lost to Utah State 44-24 in Logan. All time the Broncos and Colorado State have played 12 games and Boise State has won all 12. Saturday night's game will be televised by Fox Sports 1 and will be on the radio on KBOI. Thursday night in college football, Houston beat West Virginia 41-39, and Southern Methodist defeated East Carolina 31-10. Tonight's games are Tulane at Memphis, Fresno State at Utah State, and Stanford at Colorado. I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm glad this game wasn't played today, because there was too much aligning there 
Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. This is the 13th time they played. Will it be unlucky or lucky? <laughs> if you're old enough to remember Major League Baseball before 1969, that's when the World Series was contested every year between the American League team with the best record and the National League team with the best record. That will not be the case this year. The NL and AL Championship Series are set after the Phillies knocked out the Braves Thursday with a 3-1 win in Philadelphia. The American League Championship Series will feature the Texas Rangers against the Houston Astros and will start Sunday in Houston. In the National League, it'll be the Diamondbacks against the Phillies. Game 1 is Monday in Philadelphia. During the regular season, the Astros, Texas, and the Phillies tied for the sixth best record in the major leagues with 90 wins each in Arizona, tied for the 12th best record with 84 at sports. By the way, that is the reason why changing to the current format of what they are doing is amazing. It's like you get to actually play right. for the right to be on and, the field. And, and the difference is you like it and I hate it. You hate it? Right. <laughs> listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 625, it is 40 degrees in downtown Boise. Yeah, it's a little nippy this morning. Um, probably going to see uh, fairly decent weather over the weekend, at least warmer than what we've seen over the last couple of days. Should be into the 70s for both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, our open phones Friday phone lines are already open this morning at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wires. It's always about you, but especially on Fridays, uh, because you can talk about anything you want to talk about, whether it's something we've been talking about this morning or during the week, or if it's something co- completely different off topic, uh, you can bring it up. That's what Fridays is about, to be able to do all of that. So feel free to give us a call, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I want to make uh, one reminder uh, to take note, uh, for those of you who drive into work early in the morning on I-84, all four lanes will be closed from 10 p.m. Sunday till 5 a.m. Monday morning, and the uh, roads will be closed uh, between 10 Mile Road and Garrity Boulevard on I-84 going uh, westbound. So keep that in mind as you go if you're traveling that way. So most of the people at that time of the morning are going the other way, but some people do travel the other way. If you are traveling, you will not be able to uh, go through. You'll be asked to uh, exit at Franklin Road and uh, go around. So it'll take you a little extra time. Once again, they'll get the roads back open uh, by uh, 5 a.m., so it's just for early morning people that will be traveling that day. So keep that in mind. Uh, if you need more information, you can go to itdprojects.org, or you can uh, contact the Idaho Transportation Department at 208-334-8008. This is uh, just the second in a series of road closures, and they'll cut, cut down lanes uh, overnight as they uh, try to connect um, I-84 on uh, Highway 16 to Emmett getting that overpass put in. So just mental note to be aware of. KBOI Newstime, 627. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 634-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. That's our phone line to get through if you want to take part in Open Phones Friday. Also, toll-free, wherever you might be listening, 1-800-529-5264. Keep in mind, coming up uh, this morning, at 9 o'clock, we have another KBY sweet deal. This is another one of those sweet deals that uh, have sold out very quickly. 
Land Ocean. You get 50% off. And you know the way this works. Same way. 50% off. $50 gift certificate for only $25 is yours. Fantastic food. If you've been to Land Ocean, you know what I'm talking about. Fresh seafood. They, they've got steaks, all sorts of uh, great drink specials, happy hours that you're going to take part in. Um, and once again, if you haven't been there, check out their menu and talk to people who have. This is a great place to get yourself a meal and fantastic deal at half price. $50 gift certificate for only $25. Keep in mind, we're getting close to Christmas. All right. We're, we're coming up. God, this seems weird to say. Um, what is it? Today's the 13th. So here in a, another uh, 12 days, we have two months until Christmas. <laughs> two months! Where is this year gone? I was going to say we're 43 days away now. <laughs> so uh, these are great Christmas gifts, stocking stuffers. Keep that no. in mind as you get close, 70, 73, close to uh, the uh, holidays. This might be one of those that you can do. And you can buy more than one gift certificate. Um, you can take advantage. Once again, this is going to be at 9 o'clock today. There are other sweet deals available right now if you want to check those out. Uh, another, And I keep pushing this one as uh, another... If, stocking stuffer for the golfer in your life x golf uh, there's only 37 of those left out of the originals that were up for sale uh also idaho enhanced academy for concealed carry classes or you can use it towards anything that they offer any service that they offer um it's also available half price only sixty two fifty originally 125 dollars. so take advantage of uh, all those this morning remember the land ocean doesn't go on sale until nine o'clock Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 641. Well, tomorrow millions of Americans are going to be treated to a rare celestial event when the moon passes between Earth and the sun, causing an annular Solar eclipse mm-hmm. that will be viewable to some extent to almost everybody in North America, and that includes here in the Treasure Valley. About 85% of the they, eclipse totality will be visible here in Boise. Yeah, they call it the Ring of Fire. Keep in mind, that viewing any part of the sun at any time, either with the naked eye or through binoculars and cameras, yeah. um, without a special purpose solar filter, can cause permanent damage to the eyes immediately. So this isn't something like, oh, years down the road, it's going to cause problems. No, you can, you can burn your retina immediately if you look at this. So, uh, you're, you're being reminded, don't look directly at the sun during this uh, eclipse trying to get a, uh, view of it. Now, Boise, as I mentioned, is going to see 85% of the sun blocked out with a partial eclipse starting about 9.07 tomorrow morning. Weather permitting, and that's a little iffy as of right now because it's supposed to be partly cloudy to cloudy. However, they say there could be some clearing during this time. It'll still go dark. Yeah. The annual annular eclipse will reach its max in Boise at about 1024 a.m., last for several minutes before it then fades into partial eclipse. So basically this will go on from 9.07 a.m. at the beginning to 11.47 is when it will officially end. And like I said, it, it's going to depend on weather permitting. Mm-hmm. Um, there are call for clouds tomorrow, but there is a possibility of some clearing uh, during this time. So I, I guess take your chances. We're we're not on the 100% path, but it goes through, like I, I think if you went down to... You could like, drive. You could drive like, an like hour, a, like around it. down around like uh, McDermott or someplace. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You could you could drive. You know, an hour into Nevada. If you're in the other part of the state, you can get down into Utah and uh, see the 100 mm-hmm. percent 
Um, I think this is going to be the last in, time you get to experience this in North America in until Utah, about 2039. I think it's going to be 100% like in Cedar City in Utah, but farther north in in, uh, in Nevada and even farther north in uh, Oregon. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, some of you may still have your eclipse glasses from 2017. I wish I'd held on to them. I, I, I didn't keep my glasses. Yeah, it, nobody's really as excited this time, so they're not you know giving them away at every other uh yeah, well, corner, and, and, I mean, the reason they're not as excited is because it's not a total right. eclipse. Um, is kind of uh, cool to watch. Like I said, it would be 2039, I think, before the next one. So a lot of us won't even be around in 2039 when the next one happens. So might be the last chance for you to see that. Um, apparently, uh, we were selling it on our Sweet Deals page. This is how I first go, why do we need? Why are we selling these glasses? Are they leftover surplus from 2017? And it's like, okay, then I saw this story. I go, now it makes sense. Uh, Walmart uh, outlets like that are also uh, selling the glasses. So if you want to get it, don't forget, get them today. Don't try and look at it. Uh, coming up tomorrow. KBY News Time, 645. Let's get another check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, brought to you by Pork Belly in Huna, the place to go if you want a delicious breakfast, lunch, not just delicious, but lots of it. You know why it's delicious? It's because they don't just uh, take it out of a bag or a can and serve it to you. This stuff is made from scratch with love every morning by Chef Wally and uh, all of his other cooks in the kitchen. So get out today. It's opening up in 15 minutes from now. Thursday was the Mountain West Conference Men's Basketball Media Day during the conference preseason meetings in Colorado Springs. It was announced that Boise State is expected to finish in second place this season. San Diego State was chosen as the league's most probable regular season champion. Following the Broncos are New Mexico, Nevada, Colorado State, Nevada, Las Vegas, San Jose State, Fresno State, Utah State, Wyoming, and Air Force is coming up last. Uh, Isaiah Stevens of the Rams was chosen the preseason conference player of the year. Reese Waters of San Diego State is the preseason newcomer of the year. And Deedon Thomas Jr. of Nevada, Las Vegas was selected freshman of the year. Bronco Jr. Tyson Degenhart is the youngest player chosen to the preseason all-conference team. Uh, the others are the previously mentioned Colorado State graduate student Isaiah Stevens, New Mexico grad student Jalen House, New Mexico senior Jamal Mashburn Jr., go figure, and San Diego State senior Lamont Butler. Thursday in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs kept doing what they do, and the Denver Broncos kept doing what they do. The Chiefs won 19-8. They are now 5-1. and one. The Broncos are 1-5. and five. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes threw for 306 yards. Denver quarterback Russell Wilson threw for 95 yards and was intercepted twice. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, who was listed by the team as questionable to play, did play and caught nine passes for 124 yards. That's sports. Your home of the Broncos for 50 years, 670 KBOI, Boise. 93.1 KBOI-FM, New Plymouth. News Talk KBOI. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. An unprecedented evacuation. Almost half the population of Gaza told by Israel to get out ahead of an expected ground invasion against Hamas militants. But ABC's Ian Panel reports it won't be easy. As the bombing of Gaza continues, Israel calling on hundreds of thousands of people to leave their homes amid fears of an imminent land operation. Israel saying people should move from North Gaza for their own protection. But Hamas telling residents they should stay where they are. Overnight, the UN warning that moving so many people could have, quote, devastating humanitarian consequences. Meantime, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Jordan with Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas trying to broker a safe passage for Gaza refugees and supplies. 
Bushra Khalidi, policy lead at Oxfam, says the situation is dire. There's no shelter in Gaza. Um, all the crossings are closed. Even those designated shelters, they're not fit or adequate to shelter people. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is also in the region in Tel Aviv to see the American weapons and other reinforcements sent in to help Israel fight back. 1,500 killed in Gaza, 1,200 killed in Israel so far. Other news. On Capitol Hill, still no House Speaker. The likely nominee, Congressman Steve Scalise, withdrawing after he failed to get enough votes to win. Republicans go back behind closed doors this morning, effectively leaderless and unable to coalesce behind a single candidate for Speaker. Near unanimity among Republicans is required to move forward. Steve Scalise tried and failed. Now the spotlight is on Jim Jordan. But he might have trouble with GOP moderates. ABC Stephen Portnoy, Congressman Jordan, said to want the job with funding for Israel, more funding for Ukraine, and a potential government shutdown all on the table. And back overseas, a deadly attack at a high school in northern France, a man armed with a knife, killing a teacher and wounding two others. The suspect, a former student, was witnessed shouting, God is great in Arabic. You're listening to ABC News. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Morning, Daredevils. It's Friday the 13th. Ready for that? I don't think you're lucky. So you think I'm unlucky. Friday the 13th has been a source of superstition ever since the 19th century. The number 13 scares me. People will purposefully avoid doing anything significant due to the belief that the day is cursed. If I know it's Friday the 13th, if I see a black cat, I should run away. Don't cross a black cat. Yawning without covering your mouth allows your soul to escape. I do not whistle inside. Did you know that a young boy drowned? His name was Jason. Friday the 13th for me has always been more of a lucky day. Good, we need some good luck today. <laughs> Friday the thirteenth uh, is today. Um, I I I don't know Did anybody in this room, Derek, Chris. Friday the thirteenth, you uh, necessarily. I'm not superstitious. Unnecessarily, you know, get in really any way at all. Take extra precautions. So no, no, yeah. I like I said earlier this morning. I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Mm. Um, however, there is something that is going on today uh, on a serious note that you uh, should be uh, aware of. Um, and it's not just because it's Friday the 13th. It just happens to be Friday the 13th. And Hamas has called for a worldwide jihad mm-hmm. for all Muslims. The attack in the city of Eris, some 115 miles north of Paris, is being investigated as potential terrorism. A police officer who was one of the first on the scene says the suspected attacker, a former student, shouted God is great in Arabic. The suspect now in custody. In light of events in the Middle East, the government had asked authorities to heighten vigilance at all schools right across the country. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. So they don't know for sure, but that's uh, when they yell Allah Akbar, um, that's a pretty good indication. Yeah, you, you like you said, don't know for sure. Hasn't yeah. been confirmed. However, when you add one plus one and it equals two, um, you can start to think that that's possibility of what's going on there. And, and I bring that up once again, um, just to just to be aware of your surroundings today. Not saying it's going to happen in the United States. Um, not saying it's going to happen in the Treasure Valley. 
But this is a worldwide jihad that Hamas has called on, not just for members of Hamas, but for all of Muslim. We have a lot all of Muslim. Uh, we have a lot of Muslims who live here in the United States, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying they're bad. I don't no. don't misconstrue that in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't take, you know, and, and it sucks that we have to say this because you know, the huge majority of Muslims are are good people. Somebody uh, texted us says we have over eight thousand uh, Muslims living here in the Treasure Valley. They don't have to all uh, obey to be a great deal of chaos. Be careful and aware of your surroundings today. Well, chances are none of them will obey. It. No, yeah, and, and it's it's just a warning to just pay attention. Because it sounds like that attack that you just heard in that news report has to do with the jihad. Fighting going on, continuing uh, again. It's interesting in the news there. I don't know if, if you uh, paid attention in the news. Um, in addition to Hamas calling for the global day of jihad today, um, Israel has told half the country of Palestine to move. Get out. 24 hours. They have 24 hours for people who are living in the northern part of the country to get to the southern part of the country. Now, I find it interesting that as Israel is saying this, and this is as a, as a warning, right? It's like, hey, we're giving you know innocent Palestinians the chance to get out of there before we, and there's, there's thought not only is there going to be bombing, but they believe that this is going to be also a ground attack that will take place within the next 24 hours by Israeli soldiers, they're saying, get out of there. However, Hamas has now told Palestinians to, uh, they should remain in place. Really? <laughs> so, if you're going to do what Hamas says, then sure, remain in place. But it doesn't mean it'll be for your own uh, good. I don't I don't know why they would say that. Other, I mean, I, I could hypothesize and say Hamas wants them to stay there because the more innocent Palestinians yeah. get killed by is- Israel the better it is for Hamas right. because they can use that in their propaganda they, they, war and saying, see, look, they're killing innocent people just like we are. They see the, uh, uh, you know, that happening to Arabs as uh, being completely, the martyrdom of Arabs mm-hmm. is in their favor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, it, it's going to be Palestinians. good PR for them is the only thing that I can figure out uh, on why, you know, that's if what, somebody who has said an imminent attack anyway. is coming and well, then they, and the terrorists say, no, just stay right where you're at. Don't, don't move. Don't yesterday. stay right in your home. Yesterday, they made some announcements, and they were just proud of it. Like, this was two years in the planning, and you guys didn't see it coming because you thought we were just busy running Palestine. To which Israel said, well, you won't be able to do that for very much longer. It is is a little troubling because Israel does have a pretty good intelligence community. Uh, the U.S. supposedly has one of the best intelligence communities, and neither one apparently saw this coming. Now, Egypt has said they told Israel, and Israel denies this, so I, you can take whichever with a grain of salt. Egypt has said that they told Israel that something big was going to be happening. They said that three days before uh, the terrorist attacks uh, by Hamas. Um, Israel said they, they didn't. Tell them that. So it's he said, she said, but you still have to wonder because the United States usually picks up on things like this. Even in the in the Mid East, we have intelligence gathering going on, um, and apparently the U.S. didn't find any 
good evidence of this happening so that there could be a pre-warning. Now, there is a lot of conversation about the fact, and this would make sense, especially in the Mideast, that intelligence intelligence gathering this day is, you know, done by high tech, most Mm -hmm. of intelligence gathering. So if they're not using high tech, I don't want to say low tech as in stone tablets, but if you're not talking over the telephone, um, using text messages and things like that, that most people use these days to plan what was going on, then yeah, it's going to be a little harder for uh, intelligence communities to pick up on, right? Because you're not going through people's mail. You're not going through, uh, you know, deliveries of, uh, you know, written out instructions or anything like that, which could be the reason why nobody knew that could see this coming. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, It is time for another check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. Stock market is back up. Uh, Futures were down about 60, 70 points. Now uh, Dow is up uh, nearly 100 points. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here next after sports. This update brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA. They are open. Don't forget, great way to kick off your Friday and your weekend. They are also open on the weekends for breakfast, so maybe you can't get there because you work. Uh, Make your plans to head on on Saturday and Sunday. Open up both days at 7 a.m. And if you want to get coffee in their drive-thru, it is also open. You don't have to uh, wait or even go inside. Coffee drive-thru open every day beginning at 7 a.m. The Boise State volleyball team Thursday swept San Jose State in San Jose 3-0, improving to 6-2 in conference, which is tied for second place and 10-8 overall. All three sets were close, with the Broncos winning 25-23, 25-19, and 25-23. Paige Barch led Boise State in kills with 14. She has led the Broncos in that category in all 18 matches this season. Nolani Helm had 34 assists. Annie Kaminsky had three blocks. Bella McGurr led with 15 digs. And Brianna Mitchell recorded five service aces. Boise State now has eight days of practice before playing at San Diego State on Saturday, October 21st. The Boise State football team travels today to Fort Collins, Colorado. Saturday night, they'll play Colorado State. Kickoff is scheduled for 7.45 p.m. The Broncos are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Boise State is 3-3, three and three, coming off a 35-27 home victory over San Jose State. The Rams are 2-3. and three. Last weekend, they lost to Utah State 44-24 in Logan. All-time, the Broncos and Colorado State have played 12 times, and Boise State has won 12 times. Saturday night's game will be televised by Fox Sports 1 and will be on the radio, of course, on KBOI Thursday night in college football. Houston beat West Virginia 41-39, and Southern Methodist defeated East Carolina 31-10. Tonight's games are Tulane at Memphis, Fresno State at Utah State, and Stanford at Colorado. That's sports. Casper and Chris on KBOI Radio App. We are News Talk KBOI. Five days in a row yesterday uh, with the stock market being up. Saw a down day. However, um, right now, everything is up. 28 up to the good on NASDAQ, 14 on the Standard & Poor, 113 on the Dow. And we've seen a flip within the last 45 minutes of about 160 points on the Dow because at one point uh, here about 45 minutes ago, futures were down 60 points. So uh, what's going on uh, this morning? Earnings season is underway, uh, and thanks. and it's and it's beat expectations. So, yeah. kick it off. You have your big, ginormous financial institutions to the likes of J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, and all three of these banks. They beat their earnings expectations, particularly J.P. Morgan. They they completely blew out their profit forecast. They delivered much stronger than anticipated, 
interest earn interest earn net interest income. Now, what I find interesting about J.P. Morgan is when you're talking about a financial institution like a bank, like a J.P. Morgan or a Citigroup, and you talk about net interest income, it's a profit that a bank earns from charging higher interest rates for their customers to borrow compared to what they pay out to the depositors and the account holders. So it's a bit of that triage where, hey, we're not going to give you as much a return on your savings account CD, but uh, you want to get a mortgage or a credit card or a car loan? Yeah, those are actually going to reflect the uh, the actual market of interest yeah. rates. So, and that that actually set a record for him. So, J.P. Morgan shares are up one percent. You have Citigroup beating expectations up over two and a half percent. Wells Fargo, even though they, it seems like that bad that dark cloud of new bad news continues to hover over them. Uh, they beat their earnings expectations as well. And you know, when you look at the lay of the land in the stock market. This is what it boils down to. Are companies continuing to be remain profitable? Are they growing their profits and revenue quarter over quarter, year over year? And at least from the start of what we've seen from the third quarter earnings report that have that we're just in the infancy of, yeah, it's it's putting a bit of a ease on investors' minds, showing that hey, these companies are still are still pushing out a profit. So now investors are going to be looking at... Now, Now we also got to look at the financial sector for what it is. I mean, last month, you had bank shares taking a big hit. I mean, this year overall has not been particularly a fantastic performing year for financial institutions. As we all remember clearly, the bank failures that we saw, the bad debt... Well, not necessarily bad debt, but the bad management of of the uh, bonds that these banks were holding. So that is still a bit of a concern for many for many big analysts on Wall Street, for more so for the regional banks. But when you're looking at these big boys, I mean, the the likelihood of them coming under uh, pressure like we saw for these small regional banks, I mean that those concerns can largely be put aside. So now, as an investor, it's hey, are they maintaining profits? And in the data that they're reporting, they certainly are. All right. We'll uh, keep an eye on things as of right now. Uh, ahead of the opening, all three indexes, like I said, are up again. Uh, we'll get some updates uh, from you throughout the day, and then we'll talk to you again Monday morning. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. You know what's been nice this week? What's that? Not having uh, everybody calling for uh, Andy Avalos to be fired. Not <laughs> not having everybody calling for uh, Maddox, Madsen, and Taylor Green to be benched. Mm-hmm. Because now you have two quarterbacks who are sharing the snap. So so now if people get mad, they're going to say, Hey, we want our third string quarterback up. These guys suck. So bring up the third stringer. It's nice not to see the defense uh, being asked to line up for, and shot by firing squad. There's, winning the, winning fix a, fixes a lot of problems. There, there is, there is evidence. I mean, we've we've been told all our lives, you know, winning isn't everything. But evidence would sometimes uh, dispute that. Yeah, especially if you watch social media. I will say, and I was thinking this the the other day that people that you know saying Andy Avalos needs to be fired. It's like, first of all, he he's only had two full years. Uh, he hasn't even got a full team of his own recruits as of yet. That will be, you know, he's starting to see that now. Next year will be uh, pretty much his his whole team. Mm-hmm. The other thing that uh, I think people forget: how many times have you seen any of Andy Avalos's players that are on his team in trouble? You mean like with the police? With the police, I have not heard about that. Years years ago, it happened all the time. Not so much now. How many times in the last two and a years, two and a half years, um, ha- have you seen players kicked off the team because they're not going to class? They're not uh, getting the grades. 
You don't, mm, not really any that I've heard of. Part of the job as a football coach that a lot of people believe is not just winning football games. It's raising young men to be good. Old men. Old men, yeah, yeah. for lack of a better term. To be, to be contributors to yeah. our, our society right. going forward. And that's one thing that gets left out because that's just, I mean, winning football games, yes, that's important. That's what you're hired to do, but that's just a part of what you're hired to do. You're hired to oversee a bunch of young men, sometimes kids, because, you know, when you get them, they're 18 and 19 years old, which Mm -hmm. they're kids, um, to help raise those young men and make them good citizens. And he's, you can't deny that he hasn't done a fabulous job of that. Wait, I can't deny that he hasn't done. You can't. You can't deny that, that he he's has done, done a fab- okay, you're that right, he's done yeah. a fabulous job at that yeah, so far. Trying to now, keep track that, I hope I didn't just jinx him on Friday the thirteenth, um, but he has done a good job of that. Me, me neither. Also, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget uh, game tomorrow. I'm going to be switching back and forth tomorrow night because I get a route for my two favorite teams, and they're oh, both on television. Sports, good. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You got uh, you got Boise State. Which uh, starts at 7:45. That's yeah. when they kick off, and you'll be able to hear that here on KBOI. University of Idaho Vandals, ranked number three in the country, um, will be playing Montana an hour later uh, on ESPN. You've convinced me. I'm only going to watch one game. I'm going to be switching back and forth. Uh, Idaho, uh, I love Idaho too because they have a lot of Idaho high school players who are, who are on their team. Number yeah. one running back uh, played right here in uh, the Treasure Valley for Rocky Mountain, I believe it was. Um, and he's leading their team in rushing this year. So uh, you got two teams. I want to remind you, don't forget, if you uh, listen to the game on KBI, stick around afterwards uh, for the play of the game, because Monday morning, Chris and I will be awarding another $50 gift certificate for some free food, some of the best restaurants in the Treasure Valley, with the Treasure Valley Subaru play of the game. So listen in. Prater in the ball game, after the game, they uh, talk about the game, and then they will give you the play of the game. Monday morning, we'll ask you to uh, re re. Play it with us. Tell us what the play of the game was. And if you're able to do that, you will get that $50 gift certificate. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, it is Open Phones Friday, and we understand sometimes you can't call in. So uh, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com or mike at kboi.com. Text us on the uh, Snake River Pool and Spot text line, 208-336-3700. Email in, mike at kboi.com. Why can't Israel drop millions of flyers saying, uh, report every Hamas uh, or whatever they are called, they're called Hamas terrorists, um, and then get out of the area. Then do a blanket bombing of the area, just like we used to do. Well, it, it, with technology these days, you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> you don't have to drop flyers. Um, it's pretty been been announced on every television, radio station in the area, social media. Um, well, get the hell out of the area. To a lot of those areas, though, they've cut off the electricity and. Uh, the internet access still have cell service mm-hmm. for those people who uh, you know get on their on their phones. Some, um, I don't know if they're doing you know announcements in Palestine, uh, but as you mentioned this, as we mentioned this morning, you know Israel say you have twenty four hours to get out. If you live anywhere in the uh, northern part of the uh, Gaza region, you have twenty four hours to move to the south, which is half the population of Palestine. 
Uh, UN says, by the way, that there is no way that within 24 hours of warning that um, they can move that many people. Yeah. And they're probably right. Probably right. And I don't know if they're just giving them 24 hours and will allow a little extra time or saying, you got 24 hours. But they are giving warning. Um, so something is going to probably be happening over the weekend that we'll be talking about on uh, Monday. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll get to your phone calls and emails. Uh, more of those on the way. Jim, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you. Got to get a uh, break here for a final update on sports this morning with Chris. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Kuna. Place to go every day, seven days a week. Check out their menu, theporkbellyidaho.com. Uh, and then when you see something you like, get in and try it out. I guarantee you're not going to be disappointed. If you're old enough to remember Major League Baseball before 1969, that's when the World Series was contested every year between the American League team with the best record and the National League team with the best record. That will not be the case this year. The NL and AL Championship Series are set after the Phillies knocked out the Braves Thursday with a 3-1 win in Philadelphia. The American League Championship Series will feature the Texas Rangers against the Houston Astros and will start Sunday in Houston. In the National League, it'll be the Diamondbacks against the Phillies. Game one is Monday in Philadelphia. During the regular season, the Astros, Texas, and the Phillies tied for the sixth best record in the major leagues with 90 wins each, and Arizona tied for the 12th best record with 84 wins. Thursday was the Mountain West Conference Men's Basketball Media Day during the conference preseason meetings in Colorado Springs. It was announced that Boise State is expected to finish in second place this season. San Diego State was chosen as the league's most probable regular season champion. Following the Broncos are New Mexico, Nevada, Colorado State, Nevada, Las Vegas, San Jose State, Fresno State, Utah State, Wyoming, and Air Force. Isaiah Stevens of the Rams was chosen as the preseason conference player of the year. Reese Waters of San Diego State is the preseason newcomer of the year. And Deedon Thomas Jr. of Nevada, Las Vegas was selected freshman of the year. Bronco Jr. Tyson Degenhart is the youngest player chosen to the preseason all-conference team. The others are the previously mentioned Colorado State graduate student Isaiah Stevens, New Mexico grad student Jalen House, New Mexico senior Jamal Mashburn Jr., and San Diego State senior Lamont Butler, that's sports. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.53, it is open phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through and uh, take part in the show. Remember, you can always email us, Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. You can text us, same as our main number. Jim and Boise, thanks for being patient this morning. Listening on 670 uh, AM, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Morning. As far as the Israelis not knowing this was coming, it's like September 11th, we didn't know. Seems like we've gotten too high-tech, you know, to use the word embed. You know, used to, they would embed somebody, uh, and, you know, have somebody embedded, like a spy or whatever. And it seemed like the Israelis would have had somebody in Gaza, in Hamas or whatever, mm. You know, just a human being. I mean, to keep this secret this well and, you know, anyway, have somebody embedded there, you'd think they would. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it is, uh, thank you for the call. It is, uh, it seems to be a uh, massive intelligence breakdown about not knowing any of that. Uh, Jeff in Nampa, Texas, uh, gets us on text. Uh, the Snake River Pool and Spa text line says, uh, saw this morning. Uh, on the news that flyers are being dropped into Palestine. Is that right? So apparently flyers okay. are being dropped. Breaking news now we're watching on one of our uh, 
monitors here in the studio that uh, tanks have started to move uh, near the uh, border between Palestine and Israel, Israeli tanks. So it looks like there is a buildup. Uh, the thought was that the uh, being told everybody in the northern part of uh, Palestine in Gaza, being told to move to the southern part, meant that there was an imminent attack, and it looks like that uh, that could be happening, and it looks like it's going to be more than just missiles uh, looking like ground troops as they are gathering now on the border for that possible attack. We will wait and see. I'm sure we'll be talking more about this on uh, Monday because the 24 hours is not up. They said they have 24 hours uh, to go ahead and move. Um, It is Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about anything that you want to talk about uh, today. Here's uh, another text message. says the Republicans are demonstrating that they cannot govern. This is so sad. We are better um, backseat drivers and competent drivers uh, at the wheel. Have an idea for a resolution. Elect grown-up Republicans, not two-year-old wannabes. Uh, I think this person is talking about the battle going on right now. Also, uh, or, the, or the lack of uh, a, attempts to get a House Speaker elected. And that's probably mental age, because physical age, I mean, they've elected Over 90, of, yeah. <laughs> well, this is fairly uh, uh, older folks. This is the, uh, by the way, the oldest average age in the House of Representatives and the a- oldest average age in the Senate that we have ever had in the history of America. Yeah. So... Right. Jared in Boise writes in, so tired of hearing Andy Avalos repeat the same thing, excuses over and over every week. He's just reading a script at this point. Actions, not words. What do you want him to do? He's not trying to lose games for crying out loud. Excuses for what, though? He won last week. Yeah. I think he's probably talking about the other three times that they didn't win, maybe. Uh, Or what happened, like, in the first half. There were lots of turnovers. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, you take away those three tur- turnovers. Yeah, who every single uh, turnover turned into a touchdown. Um, that that is an absolute, completely blowout. Now, granted, the defense also did not play well in the first half. Um, it was night and day different. I hope that what Boise State found with their defense in the second half is what we see for the rest of the season going forward. Mm-hmm. Because they have some really good teams that they're going to be playing rest of the year you've got air force you have wyoming you have fresno state it would be nice if they played colorado state the way they played the second half against san jose state that's that's what i'm hoping i'm I'm hoping somewhere along the line something clicked with uh, everybody on the defense and you know the the defensive coaches and something finally clicked and, and they've they've got you know, everything kind of together and, and can play. Because I, the defense is one of the things. I mean, the offense for a lot of the season has had, you know, great success, especially with Genty back there. Uh, but we'll see. I, I'm I'm hoping um, that this will be 13 in a row. Like uh, we mentioned, Chris mentioned earlier this morning, Boise State has never lost to Colorado State. <laughs> me knocking on wood. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
the U.S. and Qatar have agreed for now to prevent Iran from accessing $6 billion in oil revenues. The Deputy Treasury Secretary telling lawmakers this money isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Now, this money, you'll recall, was freed up as part of that prisoner swap between the U.S. and Iran last month. This is money that is intended only for humanitarian purposes, and the U.S. has strict oversight over how this is spent. But the administration faced a lot of blowback for this. Tehran so far has not withdrawn any of this money yet, but Iran is facing new scrutiny for its role in supporting Hamas, even though so far there's no intelligence to show that Iran actually played any kind of direct role in this attack. Now, I have pressed the White House on this. They are refusing to go into the specifics, but they do say that Iran is complicit in this because we know they fund, train, and arm Hamas. That's uh, kind of some interesting news. Coming out, especially as something we talked about earlier this week that, you know, there were some people claiming that there was no way this money could be uh, spent on terrorism anyway. So there's no reason to, uh, you know, not give back the funds or withhold it. And then now because of some of that pressure, the funds have been taken back again. (laughs) Well, let's see. It was money that was in Korea and is now where in Qatar? Um, yeah, I think so. And belongs to Iran and was sort of facilitated by the U.S. Well, and it's, in all fairness, it has always belonged to Iran, right? Yeah. It was always their money, but... We froze it. We froze it because... And we froze it in Korea. Yeah. It, 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 we froze it because of some of the things that Iran was doing. This was unfrozen, in case you don't remember, as part of an agreement... Mm-hmm to uh, get back some U.S. citizens that Iran was holding on to. It was a trade. In in addition, we gave up, uh, I think, uh, six of their people that we were holding here in United States prisons, plus the release the $6 billion. And I get the the argument, you know, it's like, this can only be used for humanitarian purpose. There's no reason that we shouldn't be turning this money money over. The thing is, I mean, I've heard people complaining the last few days, uh, especially, well, I've, I've seen it, I, I mean, on the uh, the Internet, where they're saying things like, I can't believe they gave uh, them $6 billion in U.S. taxpayer money. Well, they didn't. No, they didn't. It's not U.S. taxpayer money. No. It was never U.S. money at all. This was just some of the limitations that you put on people to try and force them, you know, to do the right thing, and that was one of the things that they did, and then ended up having to give the money back as part of the uh, mm-hmm. trade trade uh, for getting our some of our people back now i get it that you're that you're like some people say that you know hey the six million dollars even though it's for humanitarian purposes you know with there's no way to keep oversight of that and make them use it on humanitarian purposes that may or may not be true i i don't know what how close of scrutiny that money has supposedly they're not supposed to be able to do it any other way however and this was something that was uh, brought up by uh, financial experts earlier. Um, you know, it is $6 billion. It's fungible. All right. So just because you have $6 billion that can only be used as humanitarian purposes doesn't mean other money who has nothing to do with that $6 billion that they have can be used for the purposes of funding terrorists. By giving that $6 billion back, that allows them to use that money, what it's approved for which means they don't have to take other money that they might use for feeding their people uh, and instead can use that.
to fund terrorism as as they've been accused in doing. I just I just find it interesting that um, we've seen that that switch. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you know we withhold that money now because of what's going on uh, in the region, um, but it's it's an interesting turnaround in, in, within just uh, one week's of time. No argument here. If you are just tuning in uh, this morning, once again, we'll remind you that uh, the Israelis have told Palestinians who are living in the northern part of the Gaza Strip to move. 24 hours. Get the hell out. That's about half the population of the country. Right. To move to the southern part of uh, Palestine, which means that there is going to be some sort of attack coming. Um, we're seeing reports already this morning that uh, tank movement has now started to build uh, on the uh, border between Israel and Palestine, which means it looks more than just like they're going to bomb that area out of existence. Uh, instead, it's maybe a combination of bombing and you're going to see ground troops that are now going to be entering into the uh, country. That's the latest that we have uh, so far this morning. Um it is Open Phones Friday, where we get to talk about anything you want to uh, talk about. You can call us up at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, Mike and Chris, shouldn't we, this is an email, shouldn't yeah. we consider a default U.S. spending budget if a congressional agreement on a new budget is not reached by the fiscal deadline? The default would be current budget for a given year with renewed funding in full the next year on a rolling basis. Such a resolution would avoid the disruptive drama we are now witnessing <laughs> on a nearly annual basis regarding the budget. Government operations and functions would continue normally without hardship to millions. Your thoughts, please. Big I've, fan of your show. You're both thoughtful and rational. Please I, keep up the good work. That's from I, Tony. I would agree that somebody should propose that. Once again, you can propose it and you can vote on it, getting the... Congress to pass it is a completely different thing. That's another thing we're keeping an eye on today. Uh, what is it, 8 o'clock? They're supposed, to, they're supposed to get back together So at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So right now, we'll keep an eye on this, too. Um, the, the, they have no Speaker of the House. And basically, after yesterday, um, any positive movement in finding a Speaker is over with now they have to go back and start over right. and, and they Steve weren't very Scalise, far down the road anyway steve, steve Scalise. i mean they just tried to figure out whether he would have enough votes he didn't so he said okay that's it i withdraw we're nobody not, yeah nobody has enough votes yeah um and they're nowhere near getting to pass because you've had people that said that they would absolutely not vote for steve Scalise. they're going to continue to vote for jordan even though Scalise is who made it out of the uh, secret vote between the Republicans to be put forth on the floor. They haven't even voted. Not one vote has even happened. All this began a week ago. Keep in mind, this was, this happened a week ago, and we still have not had a single vote on the House floor to try to get a speaker. Yeah, We are four weeks away from the government shutting down again. The House is paralyzed because nothing can be done while Republicans try to get a speaker. Jim Jordan is a person that has, has come forward now because he's the only one that hasn't been dropped hasn't dropped out. Um, this was, this was kind of the leadership I was hoping from Jim Jordan yesterday, since he didn't make it out of the vote, to say, "Hey, look, guys, I know you want me. I, I know you said you're not going to vote for for Steve for whatever reason, but we need to move on. I am taking my name out of it, but he didn't. So now Scalise has done it. Um, but again, now we're back to there are people who said that they won't vote for Jim Jordan, <laughs> and he can only lose four 
Republicans because Democrats said that they are not going to help in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries is who they're going to continue to support uh, if if and when a vote comes up. So who just happens to be also a Democrat. Yeah. So that's that's not going to happen. But you can only have four people not vote for for whoever is put forward to be able to uh, pick the Speaker of the House. We'll talk more about that. It is Open Phones Friday. Don't go anywhere. We'll take a break here when we come back. We've got a $50 gift certificate once again to give to uh, Deja Brew Bistro with our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question after Bronco Sports today. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Once again, uh, time for the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Uh, it is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Don't forget their autumn home showcase is uh, happening tomorrow at Lone Star Ranch. Check it out tomorrow and Sunday. Two days for you. If you want to get all the details, uh, how to get there, all that, you can check that out. Go to their website, justimagineidaho.com. All right, uh, let's get to our uh, question once again uh, today. And... Uh, just a second. Momentarily lost the question. <laughs> uh, here for you this morning. All right. In the in the movie, once again, uh, Jack Dawson, who, by the way, the character was uh, played by Leonardo DiCaprio and, and, in the movie and, Titanic. Right. Titanic. Um, and in that movie, Kate Winslet was uh, drawn naked. However, it was not Leonardo DiCaprio who drew that picture, but a very famous pe- person did. Um, and, uh, Justin, we're going to give you a chance to, uh, answer first this morning. Who is that very famous person? Uh, James Cameron. James Cameron! Hey. Yes, it is! Lucky guy. The multi-talented James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, because that's a very good drawing. Hey, congratulations, uh, Justin. We have a $50 gift certificate once again for you. Deja Brew Bistro. Hold on the line. We'll get some information from you. Uh, congratulations to all of our winners. Enjoy uh, your gift certificates. Once again, coming up Monday, we'll have uh, all new prizes for you. Another reminder for Monday, uh, don't forget to be listening in. You're going you're gonna to be listening to the game anyway or watching it. Make sure after the game, Boise State, Colorado State, you tune in to the post game with Prater in the ball game because... They will give you the uh, Treasure Valley Subaru play of the game. And then Monday morning, once again, uh, after all the games, as usual, we will uh, ask you to identify that at about 8.55 on Monday morning. And the first person to do it correctly is going to get themselves free food for some of the finest restaurants in the Treasure Valley. But, of course, you have to know the play of the game. And the only way to do that is by listening into the post game after the game coming up this weekend. We'll take a break. News is on the way next. Open phones uh, Friday. Continue. What do you want to talk about? There's a lot of other stuff going on locally that we're going to get to uh, here this morning. This is uh, one of those days uh, where there's so much information going on. We're probably not going to have a chance to get to everything. Um, But uh, we'll talk when we come back uh, about it looks like we are going to finally have what looks like to be our first death row inmate put to death. And it's going to happen here uh, before the end of the year. In Idaho, you mean? In Idaho, barring... Um, any unforeseen uh, circumstances where there is a stay. Uh, but it looks like, and, and here was, here's part of the problem, um, Idaho has not been able to get the medicine needed for injections over the past three years. Um, first of all, due to COVID, then it was because some of the companies that are making the injection medicine, who is designed to kill people, decided, hey, we got this is bad PR for us. We're trying to save people's lives, yet we're making medicine that designed 
specifically to kill people, so they stopped making it. It's been hard to find that. However, Idaho apparently has found uh, enough doses to put the first person to death. We'll tell you who that is, and we'll tell you what's being said about it and get your thoughts when we come back here on News Talk KBOI. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I'm going to say this once. I'm going to say it's simple. And I hope to God, for your sakes, you all listen. There are no abominable snowmen. There are no Sasquatches. There are no big feet. I watched that movie again the other night. It's a fantastic Bigfoot movie. So Maybe all, the best ever made. So all there are are just yetis then? No, he just doesn't believe in them. Well, until they actually find one. Well, it's Harry and the Hendersons. And, and, if you've never seen Harry and the Hendersons. I have. Yeah, it, it's, it's great. Technically, a Yeti is just the abominable snow. Yeah, just a different part of the world that it lives in. Yeah. Kent writes in, uh, Mike at KBY.com, the Bigfoot in question is a girl in a Geely suit. In one of the pictures, I can even make out her sunglasses. Does, does Geely mean gorilla? Because I keep hearing Geely. In uh, it's it's just a, a type of um, camouflage suit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they, they, they use it especially in war, but uh, apparently some people use it when they go hunting. Curtis. Uh, um, she, I'm not done yet. Oh, um, says, I can even make out the sunglasses on her. It's not seven or six yeah. or seven feet tall. Sorry, the search goes on. I am a believer, but they have remained hidden all of our lifetime, so I don't know why they would choose now to be seen in this day and age. Well, I used to say to people, how come they've never found a dead one? But uh, Curtis. They, uh, I can answer that, by okay. the way, because they bury their dead. Gotcha. Curtis says, I just want to know if he's wearing Ray-Bans or Varnays. There are a few, quite a few people who think that, they, they, that the person is wearing sunglasses. Yeah. I personally think that they just have dark eyes and that that's the shadow. It's not necessarily sunglasses. But that's me. On a um, different subject, it is open phones. Uh, Billy C. says, I think Lauren Boebert should be the next speaker. Before you say no, just hear me out. She <laughs> has a... A hands-on approach. She's willing Easy. to reach across. She's willing to reach across the aisle, and she's Easy. not afraid to get her hands dirty. So, uh, apparently, you know, big a, bi- oh. a big fan. Billy C is of Lauren, oh. Lauren Bobert. Billy C, um, I will give you credit. That was very clever. Or he's a big fan of something. <laughs> oh, good grief! Um, I know he likes the Atlanta Braves. Uh, another uh, email, and this is uh, from Tam. Uh, writes in Mike at KBOI.com, that congresswoman, uh, Rashid Tlaib, who had the Palestinian flag outside her office, needs to be removed from office. If she was in Gaza and had a U.S. flag outside her office, she'd be beheaded on the spot. Mm-hmm. Goofy C. writes in, says, breaking House Republicans throw up arms, decide to go to Disney World, <laughs> only to find out DeSantis has banned clowns. Ha, ha, ha. Um, uh, on another, thank you, thank you, Goofy C. You write on, like Billy C. On another subject, uh, once again this morning, it is Open Phones Friday. Um, uh, text message at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred says Biden has said if banning assault weapons will save just one child's life, it's worthwhile. So if building the wall will stop just one illegal alien from coming into the country. It should also be worthwhile. Uh, although he did not say that. Which part? The the last part. No, I, the, this person said that. Oh, okay. He said he, he was claiming that Biden said that if banning assault weapons mm-hmm. will save one child's life, it's worthwhile. So he, this person is saying, so if building the wall will stop one illegal alien, then it should be worthwhile too. 
That's what he's saying or she's saying. No name on that, by the way. But by not building a wall, you could save the life of more children. I'm not even sure what that means, but thank you for it. Well, I mean, you know, they wouldn't, like, you know, starve to death on the other side of the wall. Just a thought. Okay. T- tear it up. I don't <laughs> care. Still, I'm just trying to figure out what it we got to go. All right. We'll have more phone calls coming up. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 905, it is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. That means we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. It is Open Phones Friday the 13th. Have you ever had anything bad happen to you on uh, a Friday the 13th? Not necessarily this one. Mm. Any, any, any bad things ever happen to you that you say, oh my gosh, I don't like Friday the 13th because of this? Nothing I can remember. I mean, you know, something bad might have happened on Friday the 13th, but it, it didn't occur to me at the time it was Friday the 13th. So, like, no car accidents, no right. de- no deaths, right. nothing like that. If you uh, if you have and you pay extra uh, careful attention on Friday the 13th now because of that, uh, give us a call, 208-336-3700. Um, uh, an estimated 17 to 21 million Americans have a fear of Friday the 13th. Now, I mean, that sounds like a lot, but out of uh, about 340 million people that live in America. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a high percentage. Well, I mean, and, and there's a difference between people who like, who note that it's Friday the 13th and ha-ha, it's very funny, or people who, you know, try to be more careful on Friday the 13th, and then the people who are just flat out afraid of it and won't come out of their house. Now, this is, this is, I mean, it manifests itself in many ways, but these are, are people like, for instance, uh, who refuse to fly. Yeah, because it's Friday the thirteenth. Things like things like that, and I know people that not necessarily Friday the thirteenth, although they might be. But I know people that you know won't stay, for instance, on the thirteenth floor mm-hmm. of uh, a hotel. Well, now, which is why most of them don't have a thirteenth floor. Except they do have a thirteenth floor. This is true. <laughs> Just because they don't have a name, thirteenth floor. You get number. You get room number fourteen twenty five. Exactly. Go, Where, is 12, that on the thirteenth floor? Fourteen. No. It's like, wait a minute. I'm on. This is the thirteenth floor. Um, you can't fool Mother Nature. Apparently, there's enough people that believe um, that Friday the 13th is bad and mm-hmm. stay home. Uh, business in the U.S. Uh, lose an estimated 800 to 900 million dollars each time there's a Friday the 13th. That's not each year. That's well, each time there is a Friday the if, 13th. If they're not open Saturday the 14th, yeah, they probably do. But I'm mm-hmm. sure people just go shopping the next day, don't they? Uh, possibly. Although, if you can't just go to work the next day, if you're not going to work on Friday the 13th, oh. you're not going, I'll make it up on that's, Friday the 14th, or okay, Saturday okay. the 14th. That's a good point. They, they, yeah. they lose productivity. Now, the maximum number of times that a Friday the 13th can occur in, uh, occur in any given year, do you know how many times that can happen? <sighs> Three. Yep. Three is the max. Mm. Um, this will be the last one this year. As a matter of fact, we won't have another Friday the 13th until September of next year and next year there is only one Hmm. there is at least one and maximum of three that can happen all right um so once again go ahead uh share your experiences on friday the 13th if you're one of those people who refuse to do things on friday the 13th because you are that scared of it love to hear Um, from you this morning doug says it's getting close to halloween maybe that's why bigfoot is running around in colorado 
Well, yeah, it could Trick, be. Yeah, he likes trick or treating. It, it could be either him uh, liking Halloween or somebody dressing up because they like to do that at if, Halloween. If you watch Harry and the Hendersons, he likes candy. Watching and watching videos. Do you know that uh, the the actor that actually played Harry in that had been on a show called Misfits of Science or something? His name was Kevin Peter Hall, and he was seven foot two. Mm-hmm. Never played any basketball. Always acted, which, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's it's like like Doug Jones, the guy that always. Uh, you know, uh, everything he's in, he has makeup caked on, played like the alien you know, right. in Alien, stuff like that. Uh, they just get those kind of roles, but they make a living. Yeah, or, if, or, you, if you can do or, it. Or, I mean, he, look at who's the guy he, that uh, did who's, really died. Who's the guy that uh, played in uh, Star Wars, uh, Seven Foot Two? I can't remember. Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, he made a lot of money doing that and also appearing at, appearing at promotional right. stuff, signing autographs. And that's pretty much all he's known for. Are you a Wookiee? No, I've been doing this for years. I <laughs> uh, told you we were going to get to this story uh, this morning and get your thoughts. Idaho Department of Corrections served uh, Thomas Creech, death warrant, scheduled his execution November again? 8th. Yes, again. Now, Thomas Creech, he's uh, been serving a life sentence for a double murder in 1974, mm-hmm. later convicted of murder again when he bludgeoned a fellow inmate to death with a sock full of batteries. Sentenced to death. Yeah, that was... Uh... A string of <clears throat> appeals has moved him on and off death row over the past three decades. Creech made headlines when he confessed to being a serial killer, also responsible for dozens of murders, some of which he said were satanic rituals. Now, none of those murders, he hasn't been convicted at any of those murders that he has confessed to as part of the serial killings, mm-hmm. and none of them have been verified or linked back to him so far, IDOC reports that they have secured the chemicals necessary to carry out the execution by lethal injection. And that's why uh, we haven't had any lethal injections, um, even though okay. they've tried numerous times I, over the last three years. I know everybody can do their own math, but when he got put into jail the first time, I was nine and I'm 58 now. I'm glad you bring that up. Deborah A. Uh, Zuba? Supervising attorney for the Capitol uh, Habeas Unit of the Federal Defender Service of Idaho says, quoting here, we are obviously disappointed by the state's decision to seek a death warrant for Mr. Creech, given the shady pharmacies that the state has obtained the lethal drugs from in the past two Idaho, Idaho executions. That's the thing they're worried about. And the state's misleading conduct around its readiness for an execution. We remain highly concerned about the measures the state resorted to this time to find a drug supplier. The state continues to be focused on rushed retribution at all costs and by any means necessary. Rushed retribution? 1974 this happened. That's not rushed retribution. That would be the slowest rush ever. We will be doing everything and anything we can to fight for Mr. Creech's life, including challenging the quality of drugs and execution by lethal injection. We will also be seeking clemency to commute Mr. Creech's death sentence to life without parole. I, I know somebody who works. You and I both know this person who uh, works in the corrections the the what is it the the in the in where he is being housed but uh what's it, the unit where he's being housed yeah death row their their job is to oversee that unit and there's some of the worst people that are in prison 
And this well, person, which, which I'm not going to say that they, who this person is because um, yeah. they, were, they were just talking about this, not on the record or anything like that. Uh, this person is evil. Preach? Like, yeah. Uh, like just, I mean, you get that feeling. You get you're around him. This person is evil. As you would suspect, considering what he has been accused of and what he has also claimed he has done. Linda says, why not use fentanyl to put him down? Uh I, it's, it, we, there are still rules about what we can and can't do. It's not a matter of finding something that will kill him. That's easy. I mean, if we wanted to, we could go in, you know, with a razor blade and say, okay, today's your day, and everything would be finished in a couple of minutes. But that's not the point. There are certain procedures and rules you have to go through, and there are certain ways the, the drugs have to work. Uh, no, it's not like we're stumped for a way to kill the guy. No. I mean, we could come up, you know. Well, is... the legislature approved firing squad. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's gone through all the court challenges as of yet. They won't yet, let us the... use guns, but they have approved the firing <laughs> squad. Uh, so right now, we just line up and throw stuff at the guy. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting that they say that this is rushed. It's not rushed, for crying out loud. Mm. I mean, you can think think what you want. 49 years. Yeah. That's so <laughs> um. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, Crow from Nampa writes in, well, just woke up. Maybe you covered already, but what is the origin of the fear of Friday the 13th? I don't know. The, the what? The, the origin of Friday the 13th. Is that like origin? Yeah. Okay. It's exactly the same thing. All right. I just wasn't entirely sure. Oh, did you have an answer? What, what's the origin of Friday the 13th? Yeah. Um... Well, one time there was Thursday the twelfth. No, I, I, no, I don't. I don't actually. He, he know didn't the ask story. about the origin of the day. He said, "What is the origin of the fear?" Okay, of Friday the thirteenth. I think it's just the number thirteen. Eh, probably. Um, there are just people who fear that number, no. as we talked about, who refuse to. It was probably made up by like middle management because they're afraid of Fridays anyway. <laughs> so little gets done. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We will take a break. It is open phones Friday. Uh, we do have a couple of lines open. If you are on the line right now, stay right where you are. I promise we'll get to you coming up when we get back. You can also email Chris at kboi dot com, Mike at kboi dot com. You can also text us two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nine nineteen. It is open phones Friday two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Uh, one line open now if you want to get through and take part. Uh, always encouraged. Jim in Lee Eagle listening on six seventy a.m. this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. What's happening, guys? Hey, I wanted to say this is, you know, we, we overcomplicate things so much. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for the most part. We do. We make things too complicated. Now, if we know that one extra grain of fentanyl will kill somebody, it's so simple. Why aren't we using fentanyl to kill these death row inmates and stop the nonsense that we need a, a special serum to kill them? What's well, the difference? Because the legislature has uh, rules, and we have to wait till they pass new rules, and they haven't done that yet. I, and I have a hard because, time believing that the legislature would ever approve fentanyl just because of how they, along with everybody else is trying to get rid of fentanyl it would be a really bad pr move to say hey uh we don't want any more fentanyl in our country unless well, we're going to use what, it to what, kill somebody what it, better way it, though it, seriously it's a great yeah it's a great pr it's a great pr move I agree. and not to mention 
Fentanyl is extremely cheap. It costs nothing. It's a, it's a, actually, it's a wonderful drug used in the right medical situation. And, and what better way um, and to get people to stop abusing it than to tell them, well, this is what they give to death row inmates to kill them. <laughs> right, right. Well, vote for me, all right? Whenever I run for office, vote right, for me. Right I will actually get things done and not talk about it. Yeah, and hey, fentanyl, I guess, for from that standpoint, you know, for somebody who has been on death row and is going to get killed by it, you know, you look at it and it's like, hey, you just, instead of being painful or anything like that with the other injection drugs, you, you'll just drift off, drift off and get high for a while and then you just won't wake up. Yep, you chase the dragon right to where you belong, right, right in hell. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Thanks for the call. Uh, Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Not one of my favorite topics, but it's one that strikes home. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in a quandary as to what I should do. Uh, you kind of know my situation. I've talked about it for a while now. And that is, do I, do I need to get a hold of the retriever Labrador? This is he the, uh, isn't he the attorney general? He is, yeah. Not the retriever, okay, but, but Raul, yes. Yes. Wouldn't he be responsible for writing legislation and turning it into law as far as... He can recommend as as, He can uh, recommend yeah, legislation and can back it, but he can't necessarily he can't. write it. He'll have to get somebody to write it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm wondering, because if he, if he can write legislation, maybe they can put time limits on there as to how many years somebody can be on there and how many appeals they can have before it's time to meet the hangman per- personally. Um, 30 years plus and 40 years plus for Creech, that's just too long. I'm not talking about the money that we have to spend to keep them, to keep them alive and give them all the special needs that they need when they're behind the in, in the death row. But the, the, the money part's not, not bothersome. It's it's knowing that the, the people that they have taken lives of, yeah. they have people that are remaining backward where they have no recourse. They're, they're just waiting for that individual to pass away so they can have some peace of mind. Yeah. And <clears throat> um, I Thank you for the call, by the way. Um, you know, maybe he, he proved how good one form of capital punishment is maybe he'd be put to death like he uh, put to death uh, another death row inmate by bludgeoning them with a sock full of batteries that seemed uh, that well, seemed to work that's a, the old eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth thing uh from for lisa g uh i just checked the lists of every state that has the death penalty and federal prisoners and uh, i appreciate your question but i can tell you for certain that no, in the entire country, there is nobody named Jethro on death row. John writes in. No, uh, I, I mean that's silly, but that's the sort of thing that all of a sudden I had to look it up. John writes in. Text message uh, gets us says uh, Creech is costing the state more than is reasonable. New process of nitrogen asphyxia is uh, being tested. Uh, soon we'll hear an end to this issue. No, we won't. Just because you have a new way to kill people doesn't mean you're not going to yeah. have people filing, and again, um, you know, appeal after appeal after appeal. And, and again, like I said, it's not because we don't have ways to kill people. It's because it has to be passed into law that yeah. we can do that. The, the asphyxia thing that you talk about would uh, solve the problem of not being able to 
uh, get drugs because drug makers aren't making it anymore. That would solve that, but it still wouldn't solve the appeal process. Rich in Boise, listening on 670 AM this morning. Uh, you're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the speaker race, but uh, the reason why we can't use fentanyl is because of the cruel and un- unusual punishment clause in the Constitution. Because fentanyl is a really a terrible death. You you go into convulsions and all that, and so yeah, that's okay. that's why they can't use that. Yeah, but that'd be way this, worse than getting shot. Yeah, it is. Uh, getting shot be pretty instantaneous. Uh, the the speaker race, Republicans have got rid of their last four speakers. <laughs> They've ran them off. And, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi never had this kind of problem. That's why she was considered such a good speaker. But the, the leading candidate with the most votes is Hakeem Jeffers. He has 212 votes locked up. He would just need five Republicans to vote with him, and they could have a speaker. Uh, Do you think in any chance in hell that is ever going to happen? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure the Republicans are going to be able to come up with one. Uh, No, but that that doesn't mean they're going to vote for Hakeem Jeffries or any other Democrat. That just is not going to happen. Well, last week you were speculating that Scalise might be good because he could get Democrat votes. He, I mean, I don't know why Democrats would want to bail the Republicans out on this. That's not going to happen either. So well, when I be, when I said that, I meant I, I I meant that he he is good at probably better than Jim Jordan, in my opinion, of working across the aisle, uh, not necessarily getting votes for the speaker, but getting getting Democratic votes mm. for passing laws in the House. I think he's more of a moderate and would be able to work across the aisles uh, more so than Jim Jordan would, for an example. But they they don't seem to be even close to being able to pick a speaker. No, they, they have to. They're starting over. They're starting over from scratch again because they put forward in the in the vote that they do in the Republican caucus to put Scalise forward. So now Scalise is withdrawn. So now they're back to either just accepting Jim Jordan. You still have to go through the voting process, or somebody else's name will be brought forward because there are so many people that won't vote for Jim Jordan. Yes, exactly. So I, I think they're a long ways off. I think it, I don't know how long we're going to be able to go without a speaker because uh, stuff just can't get done. There's a lot of offices we can do without. I mean, we could have a vacant vice president, or we could have a vacant Senate majority. You know, we yeah. there's a lot of offices we can go without, but we just can't go without I don't, the I don't, speaker of the house. I don't like this phone call, Rich. I, I don't. I don't like this. Does, does it make sense? Well, yeah, and he's agreeing with me. I, I don't like <laughs> this. I don't like this at all, Rich and Boise, and I agree the, um, on a subject that he's, this is stupid. He's right about the the, the Republican uh, speakers of the House. First of all, there wasn't a Republican speaker of the House from the mid-50s until uh, the uh, early 90s uh, when Newt Gingrich won, I think it was 95, so mid-90s, and then they ended up getting rid of uh, Newt Gingrich uh, in 99, I think, and then they got Dennis Hastert, who they eventually uh, did get rid of, and um, uh, rightly so. He ended up going to prison for molesting children. Uh, then John Boehner, and they got rid of Boehner, got Paul Ryan. He didn't last. And then Kevin McCarthy, of course, you know, went uh, about a year and a half is all. Or no, uh, not even half a, a year, year. Half a year. January which, through October, you're which right. Which is about 
five months longer than a lot of people predicted. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Republicans are supposedly meeting uh, right now. Um, matter of fact, there's breaking news. Uh, we'll, we'll take a break here. We got news coming up here next. Um, they are meeting as of right now, and maybe there is some breaking news on this. We'll uh, tell you about it when we come back. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Steve Scalise narrowly won his party's nomination to be speaker, and after a day and a half of trying and failing to lock down the support he'd need to win the gavel on the floor, he's thrown in the towel. Scalise told reporters some in his caucus have their own agendas, and he says he determined he'd never win their votes. Nobody's going to use me as an excuse to hold back our ability to get the House opened again. Pointedly, when asked, Scalise declined to say whom he'd endorse as the process starts anew. Congressman Jim Jordan is said to be the favorite, but he might run into trouble with GOP moderates. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. Republicans go back behind closed doors this morning, effectively leaderless and unable to coalesce behind a single candidate for speaker. Near unanimity among Republicans is required to move forward. Steve Scalise tried and failed. Now the spotlight is on Jim Jordan, but he might have trouble with GOP moderates. The breaking news we uh, told you about as we were just going to news at the bottom of the hour, uh, they have exited that meeting, closed-door session, to try and find a path forward to uh, get a new nominee. They've been meeting for about an hour and a half, and uh, nothing has been able to uh, be agreed upon yet in that closed-door meeting. So what have we done in the last uh, 10 days while this is going on? It's time to take a break. Mm. Are they so going to do that again? They, they took another break. Uh, so they couldn't move forward. Uh, they tried to uh, change up some of the rules and getting a new speaker couldn't come to any agreements on that. So there has not even been an officially uh, another vote now that Scalise has dropped out. Um, still, no speaker has been put forward, although Jim Jordan has said that he will be continuing to uh, keep his name in um, as a possibility for the Speaker of the House. But they haven't even voted yet. In, in with Republicans, so um, as they left that meeting, t- they decided to take a break until one o'clock this afternoon. Like they, plenty of time. I mean, it's not like you have to be rushed on this. Mm-hmm. We've got at least four weeks before the government shuts down again. We've got you know a war going on, but I mean, good grief, there's plenty of time to take care of you know helping out Israel. Dave has written in and addressed it directly to me. He says, "Mr. Walton," which is the first time I've ever been called that on this. On the show, uh, I can't believe you would slander Dennis Hastert. He did not go to prison for molesting children. He did serve 15 months in prison, but it was for a white collar money crime. Next time, be sure of your facts before you start making wild accusations. Uh, Dave, you are essentially correct, but I am not going to correct myself entirely. Dennis Hastert was sentenced to 15 months in prison for illegally structuring bank withdrawals after falsifying records to indicate that he was doing something else else uh, with the money that he withdrew when what he was actually doing was paying for the silence of a boy he had molested when he was a wrestling coach. So, yeah, you're technically correct, but that might not be a bandwagon you, you, you know, want to stay on. I'm just saying. Jim writes in, uh, Democrats will not vote for anyone the Republicans put forward for Speaker. They want to keep the House in turmoil. You're 100% correct. I said that earlier this morning. said that earlier this week. 
what is happening with the Republicans right now is, is great for Democrats. Yeah. Because they get to say when it comes time for election, which is a year away, they're starting. People are starting to campaign right now, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't necessarily look like they're obstructing in any way. What it uh, what it what's what it's supposed to, I guess, as far as they're concerned, look like is that uh, they are solid and will you know vote for who they think should be the Speaker of the House, but the Republicans can't uh, figure out who who it should be mm-hmm. and. And convince enough of them that uh, they deserve their votes as well. And they've already, the Democratic leadership has already said that they're going to stay out of the fight. Yeah. Said we have Hakeem Jeffries. That's who we're putting forward. That's who we're going to vote for. It's up to you as the Republicans. You're the majority. You got to figure this out yourself. However, Don't plan on us helping you out. However, all they have to do is agree with any Republican, and then that person would end up being Speaker of the House. And they're not going to do that. No. And Republicans can, by the way, Republicans don't need any help from Democrats at all. The problem is you have a small majority. Minority. or a, No, a small majority oh. of Republicans. And you can only see four people not vote for who oh, was I put see. forward the House has as a small, the Speaker. Yeah, yeah, the House has a small. I thought you were talking about the uh, minority that. Uh, you don't want to stick to their guns and vote for a particular kind of candidate. Yeah, no, and so right now, when you, when they do the voting, you know they don't they don't put forward a vote until they're sure that they have it ready to go. And if they know that they have more than four people, there's no reason to put a vote forward because if they you know have more than four, they can't win. Yeah, they need 217 votes. And as what did what was the I'm trying to remember the exact word that they called those eight republicans who are refusing you know basically to to vote with the rest of the and they were the reason why that uh kevin mccarthy is no longer speaker of the house what did he call those guys goofballs yeah we have eight (laughs) goofballs in the the house that are only interested in their own interests and not the interests of the republican party Mm. kevin and caldwell good morning you're on news talk kby hey good morning guys you know, there's a lot more to it than just holding a speaker's gavel or a title. Uh, a lot of the problem is the speakership holds the purse strings to all the reelection money. If you don't go along with the speaker, they put money to your opponent in the primaries and get you primaried. I mean, that's the way it's been going for a lot of long time, and a lot of these people are afraid to speak up because if they do and they get a speaker that uh, they didn't vote for, they will be primaried. And it's it's a sad shape of political things rather than representation for the people. I mean, we've got the same thing here in Idaho where for once in, a, in my lifetime, the establishment has lost the control of the Republican Party and also the Attorney General's office. And and now they all of a sudden want to change how we do elections because they're, you know, they don't go easy. And it's the same thing back there. And I think that we need somebody who not only, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want a moderate. And I think a lot of people don't want a moderate. We don't need somebody who's going to compromise anymore. We need somebody who's going to slam on full brakes, put this thing in reverse and, and, and reverse the, the screw ups that have been messing this country up for the last 20, 40 years, budget wise, war wise, everything. So, you know, it's, it's got to be somebody strong. It's going to be a hard thing to do. And I would just say that the Republicans better get their stuff together because it's it's time to get behind somebody. Hopefully that will happen today. 
Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking more and more like the uh, predictions, the bet that uh, Chris and I made. He thought it'd be done by the weekend. I yeah. said it's going to be into next week, looking more and more like it uh, might be into next week. I don't know. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Appreciate it. This is not signed, but he says, uh, I am writing in response to the recent resignation of numerous members of the executive board for the Ada County Republicans. I heard the segment that had the communication person for Ada County Republicans speak to the resignations, and I also heard Lynn uh, Bradescue speak with uh, Nate Shellman. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I am a precinct committeeman that has attended nearly every central committee meeting for the past two years. I do not and have not held any leadership positions in the group. I wanted to supply a different perspective to those already presented. It really boils down to this. What wins elections? Votes. What wins votes? Money. In the real world, every day, the thing that wins votes and elections is money that pays for mailers, door hangers, commercials, social media ads, yard signs, events to meet the candidates, etc. The resigned executive board raised more money than any leadership in the group's past, They also recruited and retained more new members to the group than any leadership in the past. They produced positive results for Republicans in Ada County with their leadership. So what happened? How did it go from a success to the executive board members resigning? Here is the answer. There is a group in Ada County Republicans that have been around for a very long time. Most of them used to be on the executive board for many years, years that resulted in zero dollars fundraised and an inability to recruit and retain new members to the Ada County Republican group. This long-timer group told untruths to other members and recruited others to their perspective. Uh, Very long, complicated story short, this group made it impossible for donors to donate money. They voted to give money uh, to Ada County Republicans, or Ada County Republicans raised to the state GOP party that candidates have reported over and over again. They have done nothing to help them get elected. The state GOP party doesn't have a commitment to spend any of the funds it's given in Ada County, which anyone will agree is the battleground for the state. This uh, long-timer group frustrated things so badly, many on the executive board resigned because they saw no path forward with the destruction this long-timer group had created and the current state GOP party. This long-timer group got what they wanted with most of the board resigning, and they will go back to their old ways of $0 fundraised and inability to recruit and retain new members to uh, Ada County Republicans. This long-timer group will get what appears to be the most important thing to them, which is the ability to run the central committee meetings and speak with a microphone at those meetings. Uh, Find out for yourself. Look at the Secretary of State website under Ada County Republicans to follow along with fundraising in the coming months now that this group has taken over. I suspect this long-timer group will raise little to none The representatives most responsible for this lovely state of affairs are as follows. Steve Bender, Laurel Morgan, Lynn Bradescue, Valerie James, Greg Finch, uh, Don Retzlaff, Matthew Jensen, Thad Butterworth. Both these people out. They spent an abhorrent amount of time and energy eating their own, then fighting the Democrats, and they took fundraising from an all-time high to an all-time low. Vote them out with friends like that who needs enemies. That was fairly lengthy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I, I'm efforting to get that person to talk to us on air because I have some questions about that. And they are a precinct committeeman, they say, um, you know, taking their, the, at their word. I mean, anybody can say that on an email, but I would love to hear their side of this, uh, and get more on that. Haven't heard anything back. That was two days ago. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that means they don't want to be on the air with us, but you got the email. KBY News Time is 9.47. Uh, we'll take a break.
We've got one more segment on the way. Final chance to get through on Open Phones Friday if you want to do that. And you can also email us as you're hearing. Uh, for those of you on the line, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you coming up here next. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Another email, no name on this one, uh, says the eight goofballs you talk about should be held up as heroes. Those of us who pay attention and know what's going on, no thanks to your news department, are in full support of those goofballs. We love our country and don't want to see it over the cliff fiscally or morally. McCarthy didn't hold up to what he said he was going to do. He uh, did backdoor deals with Biden's and the Dems. He needed to go, and we need to put in a conservative speaker who cares uh, no matter how long it takes. Uh, the only thing I will say uh, to you, though, is uh, those eight goofballs are the only people who supported that other than the Democrats. So uh, the eight goofballs and all the other Democrats were the ones who voted McCarthy out. Every other Republican voted against it. So um, if you want to hold uh, the Democrats and those eight people as heroes, uh, you can. You know, that that's your opinion. Uh, George, listening in uh, Southern Arizona, online, used to live here in the Treasure Valley. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, got two comments to make. Number one, about what's going on in Israel right now with Hamas. Um, have you noticed the weapons that Hamas is using in the video? These are American weapons that bear a striking resemblance. I'm wondering, how could Hamas get access to American weapons. Then I realized something. They're probably part of the thousands of weapons that Joe Biden left behind in Afghanistan. And now they're showing up in Israel. And yet Biden says he supports Israel, yet he just armed Hamas and all these terrorist organizations with all these weapons that he left behind in Afghanistan. I wonder where else these weapons are going to show up now. And the second thing, and this is a little bit more interesting and scary, a friend of mine's son works for Border Patrol down here in southern Arizona. And for the last month, there's been a very odd change in the people that they're intercepting, the hands full of people they're intercepting. Instead of, there are very few women and children coming across the border right now. The vast majority are men of fighting age that are pouring into the country here in southern Arizona. I wonder what these men of fighting age are doing pouring into southern Arizona. And I wonder where they're going beyond there. Interesting question. It's just an interesting, it's a very interesting question. Thank you, George. Appreciate the call. Uh, Real quickly, Doug, want to try to get you uh, in, Doug and Meridian. we got about 30 seconds. Okay, real quick. Um, I, I was noticing on Newsmax, they were um, criticizing Matt Gates for um, maybe he's having some um, issues with himself, so he's trying to turn on everybody. Hmm. Uh, yeah. it, it, it is Hard notable. It is notable if if Newsmax turns against Matt Gates. <laughs> By the way, just uh, want to give you one piece of reminder today: final deadline for Ada County voters to register online ahead of the November seventh election. Uh, you can do it at voteidaho.gov or in person by visiting Ada County Elections Office uh, on Benjamin Lane in Boise. Um, early voting begins October twenty third, but if you're going to uh, want to register online, you have to do it by. 
today. Final day to do it, 5 o'clock this afternoon. That's going to do it for us. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow, Freedom Brew Fest in Caldwell. I'll be there, 1 to 6 o'clock. Uh, stop on by and say hi. You'll be partying with me. Uh, I'll be hanging out with friends and trying out some of the brews. Uh, get your tickets, freedombrewfest.com. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.